Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips, and Scott Smith here. And man, we are excited to get to talk about that Carolina win, look ahead to the Giants game, the Ring of Honor game. So wow. much going on right now. So this is also where we take all of your questions. We want to hear what you guys want us to be talking about as well. So if you're not already watching on Facebook, head on over there, leave a comment or a question in the comment section. We also always love hearing where you guys are watching from, which is always great. Um, as we give people a chance to start submitting some of their questions, um, First of all, great news about Shaq Barrett. Yeah. So if, if people haven't heard, why don't you tell them the news? Shaq Barrett was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week after his three-sack performance in Carolina. He also was credited with four quarterback hits. That's really three sacks plus one more quarterback hit. I think they didn't. I think they missed a couple because I feel like he hit the quarterback several other times. But the point being, it was it was good enough for him to be named the Player of the Week, and that's the first Buccaneers defensive player to win that award since Levante and Quan each got one in 2015. And you know that's kind of a reflection of how the defenses have been going for us in the last few years and how it seems to be turning around quite significantly this year. So uh, that's a good thing. The pressure on Cam Newton was pretty good most of the night. Shaq provided a lot of it. He said he just got in a groove, and he started making moves, and all of my moves were working, he said. So I just kept doing them, and they kept working. And that's what we're going to need on uh, on this Sunday at Raymond James Stadium because I think what you want to talk about next is the fact we're facing Daniel Jones. Yes, yes. So I figured that was, of course, the big news that we needed to get a chance to, to chat with people about yeah. here is, you know, you, you go in preparing – for one guy, and then I mean, of of all positions to have a switch, that's it's a pretty big one. Yeah, and uh, the as Coach Arian said, the offensive game plan shouldn't change for the Giants very much. They might have something with uh, Daniel Jones moving around a little bit more because he's more mobile than Eli Manning. And most at this point, most quarterbacks are. But he he's kind of a sneaky mobile guy, Daniel Jones. Uh, he had a really good preseason. I mean, really good. Say what you will about preseason, but it was it was probably that performance that made the Giants made it easier for the Giants to make this decision, which was coming. You just didn't know when, and this probably sooner than expected. But they're zero and two. They really haven't been in those games, and uh, you know I'm sure they hope Daniel Jones will turn the season around. But at the very least, they get started on heading towards the future. So. You want to pressure that guy, right? I mean, right. it's going to be you, – you obviously you want to confuse a rookie, and I think the fact that we have Todd Bowles as our defensive coordinator will help quite a bit in that regard. But what it really comes down to, and the coaches have already said it and some of the players have already said it, you have to stop or at least contain Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you no, have to no stop. big deal. That should be, that should be easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's only got over 100, 100 yards from scrimmage in, I think – 15 of his 18 NFL games. So. No big deal. That's fine. But, I mean, you saw that they were the Bucks defense was able to contain Christian McCaffrey a lot more than anybody would have thought. What I, was it, 37 yards or something? And then like 16 that? catching, so 53 yards from scrimmage, which was, you know, he'd had 210 the week before. Okay. Uh, didn't score, obviously. Saquon Barkley is probably the best running back the Buccaneers will face this season. I think he's even better and more of a threat than, um, than Christian McCaffrey, as great as Christian McCaffrey is. Uh, but, really – I looked it up. I just did this because I was I was writing for uh, I was trying to prepare for a story I wanted to write about rookies in their first start, and it, they almost always have a good running game if they won their first game. There's been 62 rookies that are not rookies, but 62 quarterbacks who have run won their first start in the last 20 years, and almost all of them. The, game, the team around them had a great running game. Of those 62, 50 had at least 100-plus rushing yards, and the average was 145.5. So, wow. yeah, you're, you know, like Tom Brady, you know, he won his first start, right? Well, they ran for 177 yards, so that and made I'm it. I'm pretty a, sure most of those weren't his. Right. Yeah, there's a couple on here, like Lamar Jackson, who had 267, right. where he was probably a big yeah. part of it. But Tom a lot Brady of them, I mean, like. So 
Um, Drew Brees, 241 yards. I'm sure he didn't have much to do with that. Aaron Rodgers, 138. Phillip Rivers, 194. Ben Roethlisberger, 153. Matt Ryan, 318. A lot of these guys that are now established great quarterbacks, they won their first start, and it had a lot to do with the fact that the running game took the pressure off of them. That's an interesting point. That's really cool <coughs> to hear. Um, so, yeah, we slow down Saquon. Need to slow him down. I, yeah, I think stop is probably an unattainable goal. But. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, Corey wanted to know, how is Devin White? Well, we'll find out today. They didn't – I don't think – probably because they knew he didn't have to say anything on Tuesday. The, the, the uh, media didn't ask him about it mm-hmm. on that day. And But today's the day we have to do the injury report. And right now practice is going on, so we're not watching it, so we can't tell you if Devin White's out there or not. But we'll know pretty soon if he's out there today. Okay. But I think there's not – on long term, there's not much of a concern. Okay. And, uh, you know, we had talked about the, the need to slow down Saquon and everything. So Jacob had asked – which do you think of our defensive keys will be for the next matchup? So let, let's just look at it. <coughs> who are the guys? Who are what are the areas, yeah. position groups that will be most important to yeah. be able to do? I that? would go with the defensive line. I was talking to actually we had Kevin Minter, Minter on Salty Dogs, so I'm just giving that a plug. That's our latest podcast. Give that a listen if you would. Uh, and we asked him about. I wanted to ask him about Vita Vea, and he was raving about Vita Vea and how well he's playing. And then he started talking about everybody up there. Will Allen. I mean, Will Golston, Bo Allen, and Dominican Sue. And he said they've been doing such a great job of occupying their blockers and keeping those blockers off of the linebackers. And that's why the linebackers are able to make all those plays. And he said that's been the key to why the Buccaneers have been stopping the run. Okay. So that's it. I would say those guys. Right. Um, Jacob <coughs> asked, do you think that O.J. Howard will start getting more targets soon? Well, as Coach said to uh, the media yesterday, that's often not dictated by you, but by the defense, who they decide to pay the most attention to. And uh, he, basically, the ball will come to OJ. He's going to get targets. It, is it going to be this week? If I'm a betting man, I would say yes. Uh, the Giants' pass defense has not been particularly good so far. Um, and, and I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for all of our pass catchers, but he's going to get the ball. It's going to happen. It, just, right. it's, it was a rough first two games, but we all know how talented he is. And uh, if he gets open, Jameis is going to throw it to him because right. he trusts him. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, do you feel like the as far as stopping Saquon, stopping Daniel Jones, I know a lot of people have talked about Daniel Jones being a little bit more mobile mm-hmm. than Eli was. Um, do you feel like it's the guys on the outside or, you know, like a Vita Vea and Dominican Sue that are going to be more important in terms of Saquon and then what in terms of Daniel Jones? Well, like I said just a second ago, I think it's the guys up front and in the middle that are probably going to be the key to stopping Saquon Barkley. Now, he can do it all. He can go up the middle. He can get around the outside, you know, start and stop on a dime, jump cuts. He's got those incredibly strong legs that he can push through and jump over guys. But uh, I think they're the key. Now, in terms of Daniel Jones, I imagine – I know because he said it. Bruce said it. They want to keep him in the pocket. They want to keep him on his spot. So – now we're talking it's probably more important those outside guys like Carl Nassib and Shaq Barrett. You right. don't want to lose contain and let them get out. And also, to go back to stopping the run, if you can stop the run, you can take the bite out of their play action. And right. some and, and some of those some of, those are some of the easiest plays for a young quarterback is when you get the play action and you roll out and you have you know you have the one guy that's rolling with you and it's an easy short pass. So again, trying to slow down Barkley early will make things a lot tougher on Daniel Jones. Okay, <coughs> Jacob had asked, do you think we'll make any major trades? Mm, major. Hmm. No, because major trades are usually very rare. I know Miami's giving away all their players, and that's been made for a lot of trades lately. But for the most part, midseason trades are pretty rare. And when they do happen, they're not usually game-changing, team-changing. So I wouldn't right. suspect so. Right. That's a, that's a great point. Um, who would you say if you were going to pick um, a guy offensively this week 
for the Buccaneers. We've talked so much about the Giants' offense um, in terms of their defense. What do we know about their defense and who could be the guys that have really big yeah, weeks? I, this I week? would probably, <laughs> if you have Mike Evans on your fantasy team, I think I would uh, start him with pretty much confidence. And, you know, Chris Godwin has been getting the majority of the targets, and Mike Evans is fine. He's made some big plays. He was a little under the weather the first week, but he made that big play down the sideline in Carolina. Um, Jameis Winston isn't going to go many games without, you know, feeding Mike Evans right. the football a lot. And the Carolina secondary, I mean Carolina, the Giants secondary, as I said a little while ago, has struggled so far. Uh, they've been frustrated. They've got three out of four new starters there, including a rookie cornerback, DeAndre Baker, who's, like rookie cornerbacks do, has had his ups and downs so far. they got two brand-new safeties, one of whom is not Landon Collins, who left for Washington. So uh, their coach has hinted at some lineup changes, some personal changes, maybe more of a rotation with some of the guys. I think their, their guy playing nickel cornerback has struggled a little bit as well. So I'm looking at pass catchers in this game, and I'm thinking Mike Evans has his first big breakout game of the year that'd be great uh Jarrett asked when is Sean Murphy bunting hitting the field more well I think that would probably happen if there are struggles or if guys get hurt and there haven't been struggles and we certainly don't want to see any guys get hurt um you know because the guys playing are playing well right yeah I mean who's he replace yeah and this is not a bad thing or an unexpected thing when you had already had three cornerbacks in place that even not a lot of experience, but some experience, and, and were probably the first line, first guys in line to start, and you draft two more rookies, you don't necessarily expect them to step on the field right. week one. I mean, they're playing a lot on special teams. Right, yeah, of course. Um, Jay asked, how many sacks do you think Shaq will have this season? Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> – let's see, four, four after two games, so I guess that means he'll have 32, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how that works. <laughs> um, I, I hope he can he can uh, he can challenge double digits. That could have something to do with when JPP returns and and how quickly he can get back in the rotation. Because when he comes back, that's obviously going to take some snaps away from guys on the outside. Um, man, but if he can get in grooves like he did, you expect him to have some more good games. So let's let's go with ten. Yeah, that's which would be awesome, by the way. That, yeah, I mean, and, and we turned <coughs> how long it had been before a, a, a double-digit sack guy yeah. until last year with JPP. And now if we were able to have someone other than JPP yeah. when he's out, I mean, when I know that when we first heard he was going to be out for a long time, there were questions about who would be yeah, the exactly. guy stepping up. So for I so mean, far, that's, so far it looks like Shaq, Shaq is, yeah. is doing great. We need some of the other guys to get in. That doesn't mean they haven't been getting there, but they just haven't gotten any sacks yet. You know, right. Carl Nassib's and so on. Right. Uh, JT <coughs> asks, who will have a bigger game, Rojo or Barber? Oh, man, that's a flip a coin, right? I know, right? So far with two games, that's exactly how <laughs> I mean, it is. Um, Rojo got the hot hand in game one, and they fed him, and he looked fantastic. Uh, so you thought, hmm, I wonder if they'll do the same thing. But then Peyton was really, really running well, getting some tough yards and had that nice touchdown run in Carolina. Ronald Jones had a nice run in that game, too. But Coach said he sort of, he's been dealing with a little bit of a toe injury. Coach said he sort of, sort of stung his toe. I think that's the word he used. So I think he wasn't feeling 100% for part of that game, but it was fine because right. Peyton was doing fine. Um, so, you know, that's – I don't even want to predict that one. That's flip right. a coin. Right. Uh, Bruce had <coughs> asked, uh, do you think when Ryan Smith comes back, will he start? Start? No. I don't – no. Yeah, there you go. That was an easy answer. <laughs> well, I mean, we got three corners that are starting, and they're playing well. So right. I don't know why a guy that hadn't been here for four weeks would just come right back and start. Right. Um, 
And it's the Ring of Honor game. Yeah. Which I know you. I, I know you always get really my excited. My favorite buck ever. Know. And you, it, and I was gonna ask, is he your favorite? He's buck my ever? favorite buck ever. That's yes. a great choice, I think. Um. So what do you feel like is is gonna be the most exciting to see here? You know, the players that are gonna be coming back. What are you most looking forward to about the game? I'm really uh, well. I, I'm looking forward to hearing what Ronde says, and we heard some of what he might say when we had our press conference. But mm-hmm. what I like about listening, well, Ronde's obviously a really smart guy, and you can tell when you listen to the broadcast, he's a good talker, right? So he's gonna give a nice confident, easy going, you know, he's not going right. to struggle to talk. He's going to give a good speech, but it'll be interesting to see because I don't know. I don't remember what, what exactly the phrase he used, but it was something like humble cockiness or something yeah. like, like he, he's not going around bragging about himself, but if you ask him, he'll just, he'll tell you, yeah, I was really good. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's yeah. not going to, he's not going to put on a false humility about it. So, right. uh, I hope he gets a chance to, uh, enumerate some of his career achievements and as Bruce Arians said yesterday it's huge that he's going into the Hall of Fame I mean, the Ring of Honor and he should be getting a gold jacket soon which obviously refers to the Pro Football Hall of Fame mm-hmm, that's true which right, we well, think he is eligible yes he absolutely he should, be should be getting in there um all right we'll close with this one Cornell said when will Scotty Miller see some more playing time yeah that could be a little while I mean I would compare it to Justin Watson last year right he, he got snaps here and there but I think three targets and one catch the whole year there's just I mean, you already have active on game day. You already have Godwin and Evans, Cam Brate, O.J. Howard, Brashad Perryman, who's clearly been getting the three snaps. And if you need another guy to come in, you got Justin Watson. you got Bobo Wilson, who's returning kicks, but we've seen him play. He can play. So it's just Justin Watson last year had a lot of guys ahead of him, and now Scotty Miller's in the same spot. Right. So I don't think it would be – it would probably be anytime soon. I would say the most likely thing is if for some reason the Buccaneers decide that um, – they, you know, they're not getting what they want on the return game out of Bobo Wilson. Then maybe Scotty Miller gets a chance at that. That would probably be the quickest way he could get into the action. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks, as always, for joining us. We'll see you 45 minutes before kickoff on Sunday, and we'll see you then.